I truly believe that authenticity can heal pain. That being said, I also think it's true that there's such a thing as when keeping it real goes wrong. In other words, I have to learn the precious balance between finding the truth, finding the real me, living authentically, and then knowing who is and is not able to handle the full throttle version of me. And I think when it comes to hope, there must be a hope and a faith and a belief in all of us that we can walk fully into the life that God has called us to, that, that we can emerge and heal and become the fullest version of ourselves, a version that doesn't have to hold back, a version that doesn't have to play games of pretend, but a version that can be all the way authentically really you. I am excited this evening. I have decided to do something I've never done before. We're going live for one of our podcast episodes. And so for those who are listening to the podcast, you're listening to this after the fact. But for those of you who are watching, you are viewing an official episode of Hope Rising Live. And today we're talking about authenticity. What's going on, you guys? It is Maurice F. Martin here for another episode of Hope Rising, and I'm doing things a little different this evening. Uh, I'm at least starting this episode solo. Uh, I don't have any guests planned, although I will say, uh, if somebody jumps in the chat this evening and they start saying real good stuff, I might just invite you to jump on, you know? Uh, I don't know how things are going to go down. I just know that I want to talk to you. And I was thinking, man, you know, I, I just, I've been thinking about starting to do new video series and things. And I thought, I've already started a podcast. Why not just speak life into people? Why not share things that I've been thinking and feeling to my podcast audience? And so here we are. Do me a favor. If you're watching live, would you send me a chat? Uh, send me a message. Let me know who's watching right now. Leave me a comment. Let me know who's watching right now. Where are you watching from? Uh, share this podcast episode with a friend, uh, with a family member, especially if you're, wa if you're watching it right now, because it really is live. Today, I want to talk a bit about authenticity. What is it and how do we embody it and walk fully in it? One of the reasons that authenticity is so important to me, some of you guys know that I have started launching a new line of products called Authentically Fulfilled. I have a new ebook and I have a course that's coming and it's directly tied in with my book. And in my book, I talk so frequently about this concept of authenticity to be really, truly you. How do you walk fully in, 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 in that person that God had in mind? Now, at first, it can sound like simple. Well, you just, you just be yourself. It's not really that, that complicated. If it really wasn't that complicated, why is it that so many individuals live life wearing a mask? I mean, really, think about it for a moment. If it was as easy as we say it is to be ourselves, why do most people hide behind false bravado, hide behind a fake smile, 
hide behind the mask of intelligence, the mask of 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 humor, the mask of of masculinity, the mask. I mean, there's so many different types of masks people wear. Why would we need to do that if it was always easy to be ourselves? And when you really get into those questions and you really ask yourself those questions, what you find is that most of us have had moments in our lives when we've been hurt, when we've been scarred, when we felt broken, where we were all the way ourselves. <laughs> like we showed up to the party, not hiding, not playing games, not wearing a mask, fully authentic. And we've, we got crushed in those moments. Many of us got just completely just smashed to smithereens. I, I don't, that's a terrible saying, by the way, smithereens. I don't even know what that word means. I don't think anybody says that in 2023, but I said it and I can't take it back. And so you just get your hopes dashed, your heart broken at a moment where you were all the way yourself. And it starts to feel like, well, I think people actually like me more when I play a role. When I play a role, I may, I may look to people, please. I may look to keep people pacified. I may look to, to, to keep other people happy and, and, and content with, with wherever they're comfortable. And the reality is that whenever we're trying to keep everybody else comfortable, generally it makes us the wrong kind of uncomfortable. Maurice, what do you mean by that? You see, being uncomfortable in life is actually a gift the gift of discomfort. Being uncomfortable will force you to grow from one stage in life to another because you can't stay in a place that you've outgrown. Being uncomfortable will force you to heal because the sitting in wounds will, will force you at some point to go heal and go grow and go evolve. And so discomfort often is a sign that a person needs to increase their capacity or a person needs to revisit their mindset and, and their heart posture. There are great things that come out of being uncomfortable unless you're only uncomfortable because you're acting fake. If you are putting on a show to keep everybody else content, then what often happens to us is that we find ourselves lost. I was trying to do what they wanted. And even when I give them everything that they say they want, it just doesn't seem like enough. I give and I give and I give and I get nothing in return. You know, the types of things that people say when they've been pouring out themselves into the mold of what they thought the world wanted. And when they, what they thought the world expected only to find themselves feeling empty. Mm, that's good. Lynette says, Brother Maurice, I think some people really don't even know who they are. That's so true. That we also have to be honest about the very real, the very real perspective that some of us only know who we are through the, through the lens of what people have told us they see us as. And, and they're limited to who we've been. <laughs> they're often limited to what they've experienced. And sometimes we're not really sure what's real, what we've seen in our head, what we've imagined, what people have said we are. And so we try to fit into the mold of the expectations of the people who seem to have our best in mind. But often that finds us or keeps us in a way limited 
And I'm not exactly sure why that is. I, I don't claim to have all the answers. One thing that, that people who know me well know, and, and for all of you who are watching today, all of you who are listening today, one thing that you'll learn today about me, I'm not the guy who's the guru who pretends that he has it all figured out, and that's why he wrote the book, and that's why he started the podcast, and that's why he became a counselor, and that's why he became a coach. It's not that, right? It's that there's so many things that I don't know and the more that I learn that I don't know, the more that I understand that when we work together to solve problems, we find out more of the things that we should have known all along. It's when we accept the things that we don't know that we find some of the answers. And so as a coach and, and as a host and all the things that I am, I'm in search of truth. I'm in search of God's perfect truth. I'm always trying to learn more about why I'm here and why we're here and what it is that we're meant to do in this life. And as you search for things, Scripture says, those who seek, find. And so, why not seek to find? There's a comment, Lynn says, Lynette says, they walk in the spirit of confusion, but God wants us to know who we are. That is why I think it is such a beautiful process when a person accepts the challenge of trying to walk in authenticity. As a believer, as somebody who believes in God and believes in Jesus, I don't believe that you can get to a place of true, pure authenticity without God, without connecting to the source. I don't think that it's possible. Now, I understand different people have different life perspectives and they see it different, but this is my podcast. So I'm blessed enough that I get to say what I want to say. <laughs> and for me, I always go back to the scripture where, where God says to Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. It goes to say that God takes the time to get to know us before we even come to earth. And so many of us, we talk about things like purpose. We talk about things like where we're meant to go in life and what we're meant to do and how to be in the will of God. But you can't really fully get in the will of God without God. He's the one who created the purpose and created you for the purpose, for his purpose. And so truly the search of authenticity and, and me walking fully, boldly as the realest, healthiest version of me in that process, I get to know God. Because I personally, as a man of faith, have to continually go back to God and say, God, show me me. And God, show me you in me. And show me me in you and reveal more of you so that I can grow and heal and evolve and become. God is the one who can heal me and move the, 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 the scabs from my eyes so that I can see clearly. And so that search for authenticity is honestly in some ways a search for God. A search for a deeper understanding and interaction with God, at least for the believer. Miss Darlene says, good evening. Um, Darlene, are you anywhere this evening where you can jump on to my podcast? Because if you are, I am willing to bring you on this evening live to talk about your upcoming book launch. 
I know. I told y'all that I might just bring somebody on today's episode. Now, I'm not saying that she's going to say yes, <laughs> but I'm saying that I came on here just bold. I asked Jason, I said, Jason, are you coming on? Jason was like, I'm tired. I'm not doing it tonight. I said, fine, but I don't know what's going to go down once I, once I hit. <laughs> Once I hit play, I don't know where we're going. So, uh, Darlene, if you would like to come live with me, she says she's cooking dinner. How long are you going to be cooking dinner? You want to come on after you're done cooking dinner? You see how I just be putting pressure on everybody? Now you understand how we get the guests on the show. You know, you just got to put pressure on. You know what I'm saying? You got to turn up the heat, if you will, since she's cooking dinner. So as, as Darlene uh, responds to me... Um, to me, the journey of authenticity is really the journey of getting to experience the world fully and then to understand how you were meant to interact with the world, what you were meant to bring to the world. See, the world, when you are at your best and you are at your brightest and you are at your most authentic, the world is just a little bit better because you're here. That's not a prideful statement. That's not a statement of, 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 of cockiness or ego. It's simply that when you walk in the fullness of who you were put on the earth to be, you bring th something to the table, something beautiful, something powerful. And the more that you learn about yourself, the more that you understand what that something is. And so today I wanted to get on and I wanted to encourage you, our listeners. I just wanted to talk to you for a second about that process and that journey of growing to, to become you. Because what not everyone will tell you is that it can be a painful journey. For some people, you need to understand that authenticity, being really fully you, will require for you to truly take down your walls around the people, places, and things around you. For some of you, it will be the interactions with the people closest to you who will pull out your authenticity. The, the parts of you that you often hide around your loved ones, around the husband, the wife, the children, it's when you let down your walls and you allow them to pull out of you the parts of you that, again, are uncomfortable to pull out. That's when you begin to find the real you. And you begin to smile in places where you would frown and you begin to vent at times where you keep things built up. That's when you learn so much about who you are. And for others, God sets you away from people. You'd prefer to be around people, but it is in the isolated moments, just you, yourself, and you, where you learn that you must trust in God and trust in what God has placed in you that pulls out your authenticity. And I broke it down like it's different ways for different people, but more likely it's different, different ways for different seasons of your life. In my life, there's been some seasons where God has surrounded me with people who challenged my belief systems, people who challenged my understanding of who I was and why I'm here and what my purpose is and what the call on my life is. And then in other seasons, I've been looking around like, where are the people at? <laughs> where is everybody that I'm supposed to be leaning on and learning from? And God's like, here I am. You going to talk to me? Yeah, but God, what about the people? 
Because if I listen to you, Lord, what if I don't hear right? <laughs> what if I think you said one thing and you really said another, and then I make mistakes and I look fool? Oh, God, you're saying I got to rely completely on you? And relying on people creates one set of challenges and, and one set of benefits, and relying completely on God creates another set of challenges and another set of benefits. And when I say challenges, I'm not, I'm not implying that leaning on God is a bad thing. I'm implying that you find out your fallibility when you lean on God. You learn where you falter, where you're not strong enough, or where you've grown too strong in the wrong ways. I hope that makes sense to somebody. Proverbs Three, five, and six, Darlene says. Now, Darlene is giving me scriptures. Still ain't told me if she's coming on after she's done cooking. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. That is a perfect depiction of authenticity. Because when it comes to authenticity, we know that, that there's scripture that says, if there's anything that you get, get understanding. So we understand that understanding is important to God. And we also know that when it comes to truly walking the divine walk of faith, that God says that we're to trust him with all of our hearts, meaning all the pieces and portions of our hearts. Now, now this might this might be real deep. I, I know I know Hope Rising. You ain't ever heard me just just sit and talk and just really go there. But to, but today you get to imagine that part of the keys to life and and happiness and and health is to get in touch with your heart, which means you would have to be willing to face the broken parts of your heart. The bitter parts of your heart, the excited parts of your heart, the childlike parts of your heart, even the parts of your heart that feel like they have been shattered because of grief or torment or trials or tribulation. Truly, the journey of faith involves the requirement that you trust God with everything on the inside of you. And that's a lot. That's a big statement. Maurice, why would that be important, though? Like, why is it really important to trust God with your entire heart or for you to accept everything that's going on in your heart? Well, I'll tell you why. In Scripture, Jesus said, from the abundance of the heart, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So consider that, that, that the words that we say or don't say the truth that we walk in or the, or the truth that we swallow, all of those things tend to be formulated from the deepest part of who we are. Have you ever said some things that just felt off the wall and you go, I don't even know where that came from? Or have you, or have you ever had a mentor or I've got, I've got the type of mentors, uh, Darlene says I'm coming on in five minutes, I love it. So, so there's, there's these situations that we that we that we find ourselves in in life where sometimes you'll even be around people who will push you push you to your limits they force you to to really listen to your own words sometimes i'm that person for people and i've certainly had people who are that for me and you'll you'll be speaking and they'll go hold on did you hear what you said 
And you go, what do you mean? Did I hear what I said? Did you hear the words that came out of your mouth? Sometimes we speak death over situations that we say that we believe have a ton of life in them. Sometimes we speak doubts over situations where we say we have faith. From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And sometimes the mouth will reveal things that you feel in the deepest corridors of your heart that you didn't even know you felt. You've been giving up but saying you believe. You've been quitting, but you're saying you're starting. <laughs> You've been running, but you're saying you're facing it. And the more that you can not only take a look on the inside and find out what it is that's happening in there, in the deepest parts of your heart, step number one, look in there yourself. Then step number two, giving it to God, trusting God with it, letting God do what he, only he can do with it. That is truly the pathway when we give God all of our heart to what God calls the straight path in life. It's the path where we're able to heal from the things that hurt us and scarred us and broke us. It's the pathway of us being able to learn and grow and evolve from the brokenness from the things that have scarred us or wounded us. So when I say authenticity can heal pain, what I'm really saying is learning to give the real you to the real God helps the real you get better instead of bitter. It helps the real you go stronger instead of sitting in your weakness. In fact, it does the greatest thing with your weakness because scripture says, when you are weak, then God is strong. And so I just, I love that, that, that concept and that thought. And if we would just challenge ourselves to go find out, no, what do I really feel today? And how do I really feel today? And why do I feel what I feel? Then maybe our prayers could become more authentic. Maybe the, talk, the talks that we have with our spiritual friends and family members and confidants would, would garner more evolution because we're giving the realest version of ourselves with the real God who can do something with it. I hope that makes sense to you all. Again, guys, just so you know, man, the, the, the idea that I had today, I just wanted to get on and I wanted to talk to you. And here is the beautiful thing. The person who I'm about to bring on the camera with me, um, she didn't know she was doing an interview on my podcast, but now she, she all of a sudden she found out today in a moment. The story that she has been writing about and the journey that she's helping people walk through is exactly what many of you need. This is what we talk about all the time in Hope Rising. How many times have you heard guests come on here and talk about that place where they are in between two things? They're not quite who they used to be, but they're not quite yet who they were born to be. And they sit in the waiting room of life trying to figure out what must be cultivated and grown and built within them. And so many of the guests have come on and they've talked about these defining life moments in the in-between. I'm thinking about different people. One person talked about it was a moment he was sitting in a bathroom contemplating suicide and he prayed to God and God just took hold of his heart and shifted the course of his life. 
I'm thinking about DK when DK talked about she was sitting in a room, she had a concussion, and all of a sudden a phone call, and she decided in a moment, I'm going to go after that Olympic dream. So many people this season have talked about a critical moment where they were in the waiting room, in the in-between, in the middle. For anybody who's watching, maybe you're just jumping into the topic, we're talking about how authenticity can heal pain. And we're specifically talking about the journey of becoming authentically healthy. It's the fact that as I grow, heal, and evolve, I learn so much more about myself. And in the process, for the believer, we then also learn about God. We learn about who God intended us to be, but we learn about who God is, <laughs> which is more important than anything. Um, and hopefully you guys can all see it on your social media, wherever you're watching. If you look in the chat right now, I just placed uh, Darlene's uh, link so that you can see her book launch, go there, register, do, do whatever that she has available. But I promise you that this topic, it plays and ties so well into her book launch that if I decide, yes, I want to grow and become everything God wants me to be, Yes, I want, I want to walk fully and I don't want to hide anymore because that's what we're really talking about. Let's be, let's be honest here. What we're really talking about here is that you reach a point in your life when you say, I'm tired of being fake. I'm tired of feeling like a fraud. I'm tired of playing my representative to the world. And most of you know exactly what I mean when I say that. You're living in your life and you're going from moment to moment and activity to activity, but you're playing the role of you to everybody. I'm not really Maurice. I just play him on TV. You know, um, one of the ways that, that you know when, when, I'm being, when I'm being fake, right, is if I'm never deep. If I'm around you and I'm always like real on the surface with you, you know, I don't, I don't feel very comfortable around you. I just told a whole bunch of people the secret. Now they know the secret sauce of Maurice. If I'm always just like on the surface with you, something's wrong. Because when I'm the real me, this is what I sound like. <laughs> I'm real deep and philosophical. And I want to talk about, now what is God saying to you and blah, 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 blah. And sometimes what happens is I get on videos and I talk and I just bare my soul. And people go, oh, that's an act. Maurice isn't really that, that deep. Oh, no, he's just not that deep with you because he doesn't trust being authentic in that place. Which takes me to the next part of this conversation about authenticity that I think is necessary. And that is that as you learn how to become more authentic, you must understand who you can and cannot fully let go to. See, the answer at first seems like I won't let go to anybody. But if you never let go to anybody, you deprive the world of the realest you, the most powerful you. You deprive planet Earth of the you that God had in mind if you never let yourself go. And so the alternative is that I will have to understand, first of all, we already said it, I've got to trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not understanding. So I have to let the Lord know the real me and get the real me whether it makes sense or not. I mean, the Lord already knows the real me anyway. So really what I'm doing is I'm saying, God, I won't run from you anymore. I know you already know the things I don't know about me. But what I'm willing to do in a moment, God, what I'm willing to do in a moment, God, 
is to open up my heart to you and let you have the real me. So we know we can always give God the real. We can always give God the raw. We can always give God the true. We can always give God everything that God can can take because God can take everything we have he made us. And then I have to then look horizontally. I start off by looking vertically between me and the Lord. Then I look vertically and I have to put people, for lack of better words, in categories. And I don't mean like malicious categories. I just mean some people get all of me. Some people get most of me. Some people get a little of me. But the truth is I want everybody to get me. I don't really want there to be anybody anymore in my life who doesn't get any of the real me. So I've got to make sure that I understand the level of me that they have access to. I hope I'm speaking to somebody. Natasha says, nah, Maurice is really deep. And we, and we know and appreciate that. So that tells you then that, that Tasha has had very real conversations with me. Bree says, I'm glad I made it. Bree, I am glad you are listening in from Texas. Welcome. I really like doing this. I need to do this more often. Just jump on and, and have conversations where I actually have an audience listening live. Usually I got Jason on the other end of the, of the camera and then the guest. But one of the things that Jason and I talk, we talked about where, you know, I want to get on and I want to pour into the people more too. I want to have an opportunity to really speak life into the people who listen to this podcast. And by the, by the way, maybe some of you guys, you've actually never heard the podcast before. And so I want to invite you, wherever you listen to podcasts, please do um, add Hope Rising podcast today. Um, I believe we're on episode nine. This week, uh, the, the, the guest was Dr. Trudy Simmons. She's a powerful and incredible woman. Um, and she told the story. She said, she said, I was broken for half of my life. She said, I was lost and confused and a mess for most of my life. And, and she felt like God was pulling on her and, and like God literally transformed her. And, and the, beauty, the beauty of her story, so she currently is the host of a TV show called The Christian View. And she said that she dreamed of starting this show. She had, God had given her a vision of it. And then she looked up one day and somebody else had started the very thing she saw. And so it makes you wonder, well, what's going on? And I thought that was mine. And what are we doing? And in time, God literally let her walk straight into the thing somebody else started. So we never really know what God is working behind the scenes. We never really know how God is orchestrating things. And so if you're, if you're a person who's on the outside of your dream, on the outside of a vision, looking in, I promise you, if you listen to this week's episode with Dr. Trudy, it's going to bless your life. There were some tears. There was laughter. We went through the entire gauntlet of conversation, and it blessed my life. And I told Jason as I was editing this week, I said, I said, Jay, I said, I needed that this week. Because for all of us in this life journey, we have moments where we're not, I'm going to say it again, we're not who we thought, who we, we're not who we used to be. We're not who we believe we're meant to be. And so we're in this in-between of trying to figure it out and trying to trust God in the process. Those are the moments that are critical. Those are the moments that mold us and shape us and grow us. And so if you're somebody who's going through that, I do have a, have a, have a word of, of encouragement I want to offer you. 
If you're going through that place, if you're standing in that place, that in-between place, that waiting room place, I want to tell you just breathe and trust. It's the hardest thing to do in this place. I had a moment. Can I be transparent? Miss Darlene's still off to the side, so I'm looking at you. Can I be transparent? I had a moment in the last 24 hours of my life where I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like I couldn't breathe. And I thought to myself, I don't understand why this is, things are going this way, and I don't understand why this process is like this, and what is happening, and God, did I miss you, and God, did I screw, uh, and what, and, and, and why, and why, and why, and why, and why, and I, okay, I'm going to have to just breathe. And so I told Ash, I told my wife, I said, I'm just going for a walk. And I went outside, and I had to just breathe in the air. And there's these moments where we have to understand that if, if we still get to breathe, if God still says yes to the air to hit our lungs, if he still says yes to the legs moving, if he still says yes to the beating heart, then he's not done. He's not finished. Why are you giving up on the situation when he hasn't given up on you? We don't know what God is orchestrating behind the scenes, what he's moving into position, or here's the next thing, what he's moving into position on the inside of you. One of the greatest lessons that I have learned in this life journey and in these transitionings, transitioning, is that a word? I believe the word is transitions. (laughs) What I have, oh, and Bree's on. Bree, like, so for those of you who don't know Bree, um, Bree uh, is a, uh, uh, what's your, what's your company called? Eagle Eye, Eagle Eye what? What's the third word? And do me a favor, Bree. Would you please uh, post your company uh, in the chat? She's on Facebook for those who are watching on Facebook. If you would even go to my YouTube and do it there too, because I want people to know about your company. And so Brie is an editor um, and so many other things when it comes to the writing world. So me making up words, not a great thing in front of her. Um, she, she's done a lot of my editing and and a lot of help with the blogs that I've, that I've written and other things. And so I know she just like cringed. Um, So there is this very real understanding that we have to have Eagle Eye Administrative Services. Thank you, Barry. There is this very real understanding that we have to have that when God is positioning you, he sometimes is positioning things within you. In other words, God sometimes in life will say, listen, I know that I promised you some things, but my vision for you is much bigger than yours. See, what you pictured was the things. You pictured the circumstances. You pictured the the, the positioning. You, You pictured walking into the fullness of the office. You pictured the money. You pictured the success. What I pictured was you. You hear that? God says, what I pictured was you. I wasn't thinking about where I was taking you. I don't have to think about that. (laughs) I'm the God over that. That's going to get done. But I love you. 
So I'm thinking about you growing, healing, developing, evolving, becoming. I know that you think that I just want you to fulfill my purpose, but why do you think that your healing is not a part of my purpose? Your healing is part of my purpose. Because some people need to see you see a thing through. There are people in your life, they're watching, and they, they, need, they need what is on the other side of your growth. They do. They need what's on the other side of that gift. We were, I was just talking about Miss Darlene, right? She had to write this book. And I watched part of her interview she did uh, earlier today. She was talking to my good friend, Olivia. And during it, they were talking about the coaching process. And they were talking about how when you, when you say yes to, to taking on a coach and getting this writing process done and finally getting through, there's these moments where, where it's, hey, now you know you're going to have to go, go public and do something. And you go, oh, I don't know if I want to do that, but I'm going to do it anyway. Hey, you know, you actually have to let people read this book now. Mm, I don't know if I'm ready to do that, but I'm going to do it anyway. There are these times when you understand, yes, people need what's on the other end of your yes. But for some people, they don't actually need your book. That's what I've been learning in my own journey. Some people don't need my book. Some people don't need my podcast. Some people don't need my ministry. Not in the way that I think. Some people don't need me to counsel them. They don't need me to pray for them. There are some people who just need to watch me walk with God. It's so much bigger because there's people who know what a mess I am. And the mess I am today, if you knew the mess I was 10 years ago and what God has done with me, I don't look like where I've been and I don't look like who I've been. And there are people who have benefited from watching me, though they have not said a word to me in the process. I can't tell you how often people will just hit me up out of the blue and say, Maurice, um, could you pray for me about so-and-so? I'm going through some things. And I'm like, I haven't talked to you in 10 years. Why would you ask me to pray? Oh, you've been watching. You've been watching me transform. You've seen that God's hand is on me. And you know that if God can do it for me, why not you? If God can transform me, why not you? It's not because I've been so great. It's because God has been so gracious. I hope this is helping somebody today. People are, people are giving me all kinds of comments. Bree just said, Jesus with four exclamation points. Tasha said, I just, uh, but I'm going to do it anyway. Bree said, people need what's on the other side of my yes. 100% Bree. Tasha says, they need to witness my witness. That's it. You're witnessing the power of God. You're seeing God come through. They're thinking, I don't feel comfortable trusting God yet. So they're watching you trust God. You may be the only Jesus somebody sees today if you're a believer. Think about that. If, if I have died to self to live in Christ, for someone, me witnessing the power of God may be the only witness of the power of God someone sees. And so the key is to be humble, to continue to, to just be as holy as you can and to give all things to point to Christ. To say, listen, if you're really watching me right now, 
you know what a trip I was, so let's not act like I could have done this on my own. Bree says, I'm watching you trust God, Maurice. Right? There are people watching me trust. And, and you get to see the real journey. And that's what, what we really learn. What, when, when Olivia and, and Darlene are, are working on Darlene's book and she's going through the process of editing and writing and I don't know if I can do this and maybe the book's not good enough. Because I already know what that process is, right? Uh, watching Bree as she started her, her company and how much can I charge and can I really charge that much? And, and, and will, really, will anybody really want my services? And what can I really bring to the table? I've seen so many people walking in this journey with God. I've seen Tasha minister to people, right? I've, t I've seen Miss Carolyn minister to people and go to school and get the degrees. Like, I've watched the people who are watching me right now in their journey. And one thing that I know is that the most beautiful part of the journey is not seeing them win. It's watching them maintain. It's watching them persevere. See, when, when I see you in a mountaintop moment, I assume I can't have that if I'm not healthy. Right. If I'm not super healthy or if I've got a lot of doubt and you're on the mountaintop, I go, well, it must be nice to be on a mountaintop. But when I see you maintain, when I see you persist, when I see you persevere, when I see you overcome, I go, oh. Oh, she looked like she was about to lose her mind and then God caught a hold of her. She looked like she was about to give up. And God kept her going. He looked like he was about to throw in the towel. In fact, I saw him. He took the towel. He crumpled it up. He threw it. And then it looked like an angel or something took the towel, put it back in his hand. <laughs> Can we be honest? That's actually the most beautiful part of the journey. I hope that some of you who have been listening to this season, and again, if you're listening today and you have not been listening to Hope Rising... I, I can't even comprehend some of the guests I've had this season. I've had the chaplain of the Cleveland Browns and Cleveland Cavs. I've had the in-game uh, in announcer of the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I've had uh, an Olympian um, from uh, the Australian Olympic team. Um, I, have, I have had like beautiful, powerful, amazing, cre uh, incredible people. And when you listen to their journey, the most beautiful part is not when they tell you about what they accomplished. The, the part that makes you go, whoa, uh, it, it's uh, Charmier. Charmier's episode was last week. And if you guys don't know Charmier, they, they call him Mr. Uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Showtimes. And so he's a wax sculptor. And he told this story about how he was, he was struggling. But there was a house that he saw. And he said, I just believed God that I could have this house. And I had been building up my credit and I'd been doing all this work. He said, but I felt like I needed to, I needed to test God to see if God was really going to come through. And Sharmir told this story about how he started telling people, hey, at Christmas time, I want you to mail, the, mail your Christmas cards to this address. Sharmir said, what I want you to do, <laughs> I want you to send the mail to this address. Charmir says he was driving to the house, picking up his mail, but then it was wintertime. Charmir was shoveling the sidewalk and shoveling the stairs. People were calling him neighbor. He was living out the faith. Now he lives in the house. 
Now, I'm not suggesting that you could do that. I, I'm pretty sure that's illegal, by the way, to have things go to an address you don't live in. I'm not really sure if that was legal or not. So I'm not telling you to do that. But what I am telling you is to consider the address of your destiny. Consider the address that God is calling you to in the next season of your life. Consider where it is that God is taking you and begin to tell people, no, nah, don't write a letter to me here. Write a letter to me over there and where God is carrying me to. Start naming and claiming the next season that God has already shown to you. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to brush off the walkway that leads to this sidewalk of destiny. I know I'm not standing there yet, but I'm going to move in faith. I'm going to walk in faith. I'm going to pray in faith. Consider the address of your destiny and begin to prepare that space for it. On the deepest part of you, watch your words, watch your actions. And the thing about that is, I know that when we're talking about authenticity, that that can sound like being fake. But the, 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 the key is, I'm telling you to believe it. I'm telling you to believe that what God said is so. That what God has promised you will come to pass. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know why. I just know that if God said it, it is so. Walk in it. Prepare for it. That is still you being authentically you. Because when you start to walk in faith, in faith like that, the, the deepest parts of your character will begin to evolve. You move a little bit differently when you feel like you were set up for success instead of set up for failure. I'll say that again. You move differently. I move differently. We move differently. When you believe that you have been set up for success instead of set up for failure. You walk a little taller. You forgive a little more often. You find grace and mercy to give. You, you love a little bit more. There's so many things that we do. It's not just you. I'm in the journey. I said that at the beginning. I said I'm not the guru guy who pretends I've got it all figured out. Never been that. Never will be that. You pick up my book and read it. I say it in the book. I'm still a work in progress. But I move differently. When I believe that God has set me up for success... Instead of believing the narrative that my mind can sometimes believe that I have been set up to fail. Walking in faith is a healing journey. Bree says, I move differently when I believe I have been set up for success and not failure. That's it. That's it. I am so happy that you guys have joined me today. Whether you are listening live or listening to me um, on the official podcast, and do me a favor, um, if you're listening on the podcast today, would you leave to me? What did you need this today? Leave me some comments. Leave me some thoughts. Was this? Was there something I said? Do you want me to do more of these? If you do, what subjects do you want me to talk about? I, I want to make sure that on this podcast, whether it's me by myself or me with guests or me and Jason together, just the two of us, I want to make sure. That you're getting what you need, because in the end, I, I consider this a ministry. This is a way of uplifting people and building people up. And no, you're not going to come on here and get preached to the whole time, and it's not going to be chapter and verse every episode. In fact, I may bring on some people who aren't even believers, right? Some people, I, they may just represent the world. 
But I want you to always be thinking to yourself, especially the people, because I'm seeing who's, who's right now watching this pod, watching today with me. And these are all believers. And I, and I imagine there's a whole lot of people like that who, who listen to this podcast and watch this podcast. Understand that if God can do something for somebody that doesn't believe he's there, he can do something for you when you know he is. God can do stuff for whoever he wants. God can bless whoever's life he wants. He can touch. Some people, he's blessing their life, and they just don't understand that that's God. But you should know. I know. I don't have any question about what's happening with the guests I'm talking to. If they come on and they're like, well, I don't know if Jesus is real or not. Like, nobody's saying that in the microphone. But, you know, like, if you listen, you can tell. People will let you know a thing or two about their belief system if you really listen. I don't have no question about how you did what you did. Jesus did it. God said yes to you. You on my podcast for a reason. I'm going to believe that someday he's going to change your life and transform your life. And you'll look back and you'll realize that that moment that you thought you did that thing, that was God. See, I don't have any question about what I believe in. But I allow other people to be who they are because that's how you can be. Here's the key. A bridge. See, one thing that God told me, and, and not everybody will understand this. God told me this about four years ago. He said, Maurice, you are a bridge. And you are a bridge that people must walk over to find me. Now, I didn't understand some things about that bridge. I didn't understand that means I was going to have to stretch out <laughs> and some people were going to walk on me. <laughs> and that I was going to bear some weight I didn't want to bear. I didn't, I didn't get that part of the bridge. But if you're a bridge, you must always stand for God, but be someone that someone can walk across to get to God. And so that means that I can't sit in front of people and judge. I can't, I can't sit in front of people and correct them. Oh, when the, when the universe showed up, you mean when the God of the universe showed up? I mean, that's what I feel, but I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to just sit and, and shake my head and nod and understand. And then when I have an opening, and then when I have an opportunity, I witness. And the way that I witness to people doesn't look like how everybody else does. I can't tell you how many people have walked up to me that were atheists and agnostics who sat in groups where I never said the word God in counseling and said, how do I get to know God how you know God? I, wasn't, I didn't preach a sermon that last, that last hour. What made you ask that question? Because when you speak, I can tell you're connected to something greater than you. How do I get that? <laughs> they were witnessing the power of God because I don't make it a secret who I am and I don't beat them up with it, but they know who I stand for and they know what, what, where I stand and I'm standing as a bridge from who you are to where you can be. And so what happens sometimes, and this is important, I'm saying this all for a reason. So somebody might listen to, a, uh, to Hope Rising and listen to an episode and go, I was listening to a whole episode. Maurice didn't, didn't say any scriptures today, and he didn't pray at the beginning in the, end, in the end of his podcast, and he didn't take out a Bible during his podcast. Who said that I was starting that kind of a podcast? When you pick up my book, my book is called Your Butt is Too Big, and everybody goes, ha! <laughs> Oh, your butt is too big. <laughs> you pick it up and you're about to get these scriptures. Where did that title come from? God, what he said to me in prayer. But God, 
aren't some people gonna like feel like I'm like in the world because I use the title like that? Maurice, didn't I say it to you? Yes. Maurice, I need you to appeal to people in the world. Those are my children too. See, some people, they currently stand in the other kingdom. Don't get it twisted. I understand what scripture says. Right now, they're not walking with God. But God continues to choose you, whether you've chosen him or not. And God wants to win people over. And for some person, their assignment in life, their authentic assignment, hear this today. Somebody's authentic assignment is to stand behind a pulpit and preach the word of God. I can do that. I preach every Sunday. I go to a facility every Sunday and preach the word of God. But most people don't think of me as a, as a pastor or a preacher. Because that's not my assignment. Now, as a believer, we all must witness. And so I make sure that I tell everybody what Jesus has done for me every moment I get a chance. But I understand that sometimes how I tell Jesus, tell people what Jesus has done is by being an example and walking it and showing it and opening up a door and being an open door of communication for somebody to look around in a moment and go, oh my gosh, nobody else is in here. Maurice, can I ask you a question? Yes, no problem. And the question becomes, Maurice, when you pray, what, is, what does it feel like? When God speaks, what does he sound like? And my answer is always, oh, you want to know what God sounds like? <laughs> Some of you guys know where I'm going. You want to know what God sounds like? Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray together, and then I want you to listen. And Scripture says that, that God speaks as a still, small voice. So I'm going to pray with you, and then we're both going to be quiet. And I want you to listen for the still, small voice. And when you hear the voice, I want you to begin writing whatever you hear. And let's just see if you write about the grocery shopping you were thinking about or the, I wonder if I'm doing this right. I just, I want you to just see, just, just find out. I don't show them what a powerful prayer I am. <laughs> I'm a prophet. When they ask me for that, I don't go, let me tell you what the Lord is saying. I'm a whole prophet. So I could give them a prophetic word in this moment, because sometimes I even know what the Lord is saying. I don't give them no words. Why not? Because it's better for them to develop an authentic relationship with Christ for their self. For them to know that God really speaks and God is real and God is alive. And you saw that God was alive when you saw me, but you don't need me to go interact with that God. You need to go get God. I'm a bridge. I walk people right up to my daddy. I walk people right up to the throne. They didn't even know they were walking to the throne. He puts me in the marketplace, gets people to trust me. They don't even know why they trust me like that. They say, how do I get what you got? I say, come on, I'll show you. <laughs> I ain't in tongues. I'm not saying I don't speak in tongues. I'm not saying that I don't quote Bible scriptures. I'm not saying that I don't pray sometimes. When I'm caught, when that's the assignment of the moment, that's what I do. But sometimes my moment is just to be a child of God in front of people. That's my authentic truth. That's me authentic and real and whole. And do you know that every time I tell a person, listen and just see what God says, every time they write words down, 
And then they just look bewildered at the words. Because God says stuff like, be still, I'm here. I love you, I always have. I'll never forget there's one girl. She wrote and she looked at me. She was so angry. She was mad after she wrote down. And she says, I don't like this. Why would you do that? I said, what did I do? Because God told her she needed to leave her man. <laughs> you need to get away from him. He's dangerous. You need, you need to leave your relationship. He's dangerous. She said, why would you do that? I'm sorry. This is not witchcraft. I don't have that much power. That was God talking to you. Every time we ask God to show up, he does. I had somebody, I, it's in my book. It's in your butt is too big. That, those words and, that, and that, that test, that assignment is in your butt is too big. I had a woman about three weeks ago hit me up in my inbox and say, I just wanted you to know that I did it. And here's what God said. She emailed me. I just wanted you to know, I've never heard God speak, but I tried to talk to God and I can't believe that God spoke and here's what he said. What's the point? I've been around people who watch the way I move and they were like, well, Maurice, you're not doing this Christian walk thing right. You're supposed to be over here acting like this. Who said that? You're going to have to get your assignment from God. For every one of you listening, every one of you watching, you're going to have to get your assignment from God. God will explain to you what authenticity looks like. He will show you. He will show you how he creatively created you. God didn't create you to be like anybody else. He put you here as a one of a kind, not a cheap knockoff, but an expensive, expensive, beautiful, expansive brand. So when you walk in the fullness of the kingdom of God, you will look and seem like nobody else. And that doesn't mean that you're supposed to be boastful or prideful. It doesn't mean that you're supposed to be, act like you're better than other people. It doesn't mean that you're supposed, it simply means that in the spirit of humility, you stretch your hands up to heaven and you say, thank you, God, for making me who it is you made me like. You created me in your image. Now give me the courage and the strength to walk out the journey that you see fit. When you walk in the fullness of your own authenticity, everybody gets blessed. Your family gets blessed. Your assignments gets, get blessed. And what did I say earlier? The people who are just watching your journey get blessed. You give them the courage to, to trust God for their self. I've been on here over an hour, so I'm about to wrap up. Here's the last thing I want to say. Here's the last thing I want to say. I was looking in scripture the other day, and I feel like Holy Spirit jump, made something jump into my spirit. And somebody needs to hear this today. Um, there is a scripture, maybe somebody can tell me where it's at in the Bible. Uh, it's the scripture where I believe it was in the book of Luke, um, where the men carry their friend and they carry him to the house and the house is full and they can't get him in and they take the, they take the roof off. Can anybody tell me what scripture that is? So they take the roof off and they lower the friend down. If you can, if anybody would be so kind. I understand if you guys are listening, you cannot give me <laughs> the verse. But anybody who's watching today live, 
you know, I, I've been watching Tim Ross in the basement and Tim Ross just like he talks to his family in the middle of podcast episodes and he stops to drink coffee. So I'm like, you know, if Tim can do it, I can be bold enough to just <laughs> to be patient in the middle. I said I called him Tim like I know him. My friend Tim, my buddy. It's because I be in the basement. Okay, Luke 5, 17 through 19. I feel like um I feel like Arsenio Hall in the movie Coming to America. Now I didn't come here to preach to you today. Um <laughs> Luke 5, 17 through 19. I want to show you guys something that God showed me the other day. And I think that I think that this applies. 17. Give me just a moment. Luke 5 and 17. I'm going to start at verse 19. It says, When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. I want to read that part again. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Miss Darlene says it's also in Mark chapter 2, verses 2 and 11. Here, where are you going with this, Maurice? Food for thought. These men, they want so badly for their friend to get healed. This is a friend that they, they clearly care for. They clearly love because they, they carried him. And they, they were relentless for him. And I see so many people, so many, so many friends and colleagues and believers, brothers and sisters in Christ, who want so badly to help everybody else get free and get healed. And so we will, we will take people to the throne. We take people to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we lay them at his feet. And the scripture said, seeing their faith, he said to him that his sins were forgiven. And I pulled back and I went, oh, Holy Spirit is weird. When I read, it's like Holy Spirit almost makes like the words like <laughs> they get shiny. And I said, how come he didn't say that all of their sins were forgiven? Sometimes we fight, claw, and scratch to take people to Christ so that other people can get what they need from him. And we miss the blessing of getting our own. We make sure that they get healed, but we don't get healed. We make sure that their sins are forgiven, but we don't necessarily get ours forgiven. People get to, to so wrapped up in doing the right thing as believers for others, but they sometimes miss the blessing for themselves. I mean, they have sins too. 
They had so much faith that Jesus could, could help him walk, but don't they need him for their walk? Don't you need Jesus for your walk? One of the, the lessons that I've learned, this is about authenticity. That's why I got to talk about authenticity, because I can't get what I need authentically if I'm only thinking about you. I have to understand that I'm a real person with real flaws, with real weaknesses, with real things that I can't do by myself. So I got to go and I got to be naked before the throne. And I got to say, God, do with me what you will. Help me grow. Help me learn. Help me heal. I've had days where I prayed for my wife and my babies and didn't pray for me. I've had days where I, I prayed in the Holy Ghost and laid hands on people, but I was battling depression. I've had days where I didn't feel right, but I helped somebody else get right because I had the faith for them and for God to do what, what, what he could do through them. But what about me? And I feel like one of the assignments that God has put me on the earth to walk in is to make sure that I'm transparent and saying, I can't just help you get what God has for you. I got to make sure that God helps us what is for, get what's for us. Don't carry your husband, your wife, your children, your clients, your business. Don't carry nothing to Jesus and not get yours while you're standing at his feet. Don't take anything to God trying to get that thing blessed and not get yourself blessed in the process. You need it just like they need it. You're worth it just like they're worth it. I hope that makes sense to somebody. If it don't make any sense to you, it probably wasn't for you. But if it spoke to your heart, maybe you were the person who I needed to say it for. But I feel that in my spirit. and I've been feeling it. That scripture just keeps coming back to me. The scripture said, when Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Jesus was moved by y'all's faith. You better turn that faith inward. Don't believe he can change your circumstances, but not change your heart. Someone says, I am worth it. Yes, you are. That's it. You're worth it. You're worth it. Was that good, everybody? I hope that helps somebody. I hope that helps somebody. Listen, for any of you who are watching live right now, I do want to invite you to something um, that I'm doing a week from today. Next week on Thursday, I am hosting a free masterclass. It is called Sticks and Stones. Sticks and Stones. It'll be Thursday, July 13th. And it is going to be, um, I think, a very, very powerful masterclass. Now, I'm actually going to come on uh, on this podcast at least one other time before then because I, I really like this format. So I'm going to do this again. But I want to invite anybody who wants to attend. Um, they, you can go to Eventbrite. I will, put, I will put a link in the comments for anybody who wants to, to, to join me for that. But what is Sticks and Stones? 
we're going to talk about the power of words. We're going to talk about how words have left some of us harmed and scarred and bruised and battered. And then we're going to talk about how to speak life over ourselves so that we can get to the other side of this thing. We're going to talk about how you can turn to the word to fix what words broke. So for anybody who is interested and wants to join me, uh, there will be a link um, that, that I will, um, I'll, I'll put in after this video is done. Um, for anybody listening on the podcast, um, I will have it in the description. If you want to join, it's free of charge, um, but I would love to have as many of you want to join, join. Also, um, for anybody who's interested, join me for Authentically Fulfilled on July 22nd and 23rd. That is my official course for your butt is too big. You see, we're talking about it right now, authenticity, right? So I'm going to actually walk you through the eight principles that are in my book. Um, I'm still actually working out some of the details. I know for sure um, that I'm going to be at the Breakout Center in Cleveland, Ohio. They actually just got a new facility um, today, actually, which is pretty awesome and exciting. And I will be in their facility um, to film on the 22nd. The 23rd, I'm not sure if I will be online or how I'm going to do it, because my, my goal is I'm probably going to do like a 10 to 3 on the first day. I know for sure I'm not going to get all those modules done. It's going to be about seven hours worth. So I'm going to need a second day, and I'm still debating how I want to do it. Because the key is I'm going to take you through the principle. We're going to talk. I'm going to teach I'm going to break down lessons and messages for you. And then we're going to have a special Q&A. And in that Q&A that we're going to have, I'm going to give people um, after each, each part of the session an opportunity to speak from the heart, to ask your questions, um, to, to, just, to just get whatever you need. And so if you're watching right now, you can see it on the screen. If you're not, if you're listening, yourbuttistoobig.com slash course. Um, you can go there, read all the information about it. Um, right now, if you go there, it's $100 off what the price will be. Um, so I'm giving a discount. And just so you know, and you guys should always know this about me, but I'm just going to say it so it's outlined so everybody gets it okay i need everybody to understand my heart i need to to pay the bills for my family i need to make sure that my babies can eat i need to make sure that i'm always doing what i got to do for my family but i don't work for myself i have a boss <laughs> okay i always work for god and so at the end of the day, I'm never going to be prideful or selfish when it comes to money stuff. So if, you, um, if you're like, Maurice, I want to do this, but I, I can only pay part of it. I can't pay the whole thing. I can set up payment arrangements. I can do partial scholarships if I need to. I don't, I don't really want to have conversations about money and for money to be a holdup from you getting what you need. If you've maybe picked up my book and read part of it, or you've heard me talk and you've thought, Maurice, I think you can be a part of my transformation. I want you to make sure you get what you you need. Do not think that money's going to hold you back. So don't be afraid to reach out to me and I will make sure that I can do what I can. All right. Is that good, everybody? So that's that. That's my two updates. That's my two exciting things that I have coming up. And so I will make sure that I put both of those links. Um, I will make sure that I put both of those links in the comments. Uh, feel free to uh, email me, maurice at mauricefmartin.com if you have questions. Also, I want to encourage you guys um, to check out EWT Productions. That is Jason's company. He's not with me today, but anybody who knows knows that Jason holds my podcast down. Um, he's the reason I've been able to do everything I've been able to do this season. Um, literally, the re part of the reason I'm offering blessings to people, Jason, um, I could not afford Jason's services. Let me be transparent. I could not afford to pay Jason what Jason was charging. 
And Jason said, you're my brother. I love you. I'm just going to do your podcast for free. So when y'all are listening on, um, when you guys are listening to my podcast and you're hearing um, the great things that he's done, he's bo- he booked the majority of the guests this season. When you're listening to the quality um, of the guests, understand that Jason did all that for free. So if you guys um, would do me a favor, as I extend you guys opportunities, support Jason, EWT Productions. His email address is jason at ewtproductions.com, or you can find him at EWT Productions online. But I want to encourage you to go there and do what you got to do, because I want to make sure that you that he takes your life and your business to another level. I see Olivia's on. What's up, Liv? Liv, I'm working on um, trying to get uh, the interview I did with you in January um, to be one of the podcast episodes. I, I got to listen to it and make sure that it fits just right. If not, I got to make you interview again because I need the world to hear your voice. So that's it. All right, guys, I've been on here for like an hour and 20 minutes, so this is definitely the longest podcast episode I've done. Um, So for for those of you who joined me live, thank you guys for giving me some energy, for being um, just a great and captive audience. And for those of you who are listening, um, as always, I appreciate you. Um, Please let me know, you know, was this something that you needed? Were these words that you needed to hear? Um, I pray and hope that they were. And so for all of you guys, um, uh, we will be back for Hope Rising next Monday. You guys know that we're on every Monday. We have another great guest. So you're going to want to enjoy that. Um, I will see you all next Monday for Hope Rising, where the inspired go for inspiration and the unfulfilled go for fulfillment. We'll see you guys later. Bye.